Hello, listeners. This is Candace, and this is the first case file for Just Left. Uh, it's not a full episode. You'll notice it is shorter and features one guest, an expert who I think is going to offer me a little bit more in-depth insight into the case of Catherine's 2005 disappearance, give me a little bit more context, provide me with expertise and information that may help me in my travails. This first case file okay. is with Len, Len Somerville. Somerville. I'm a developmental psychologist. He's a professor at University of Arizona and an expert on the teenage brain, the teenage human teenage brain. So yeah, is 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 the teenage brain a mystery? Is it inherently evil? We're about to find out. And um, side note, Len is my cousin. Uh, we are very close. We go way back. And I have to add this caveat, everything he says about his high school experience is is true. He's, he's not exaggerating. He's not histrionic. I truly feel for him, and I'm glad that he came out of it a functioning adult. So, good for Len. Let's hear a little bit from him now. As you know, we're, we're trying to get into the mind of a teenage girl, kind of crack the code, as it were, and see if Maybe you have some insight into what might might have been going through Catherine's mind. So first of all, tell me tell me um, what is going on in the teenage brain. It's a scary place. I wouldn't want to spend uh, a vacation there. Uh, although of course we all have to. We're all sort of cursed with that time in our lives. It's a it's a bit of a hellscape of emotion and fear and anxiety and you know leave me alone but but also you know hug me and you study this i've spent the better part of the past 15 years trying to understand what is just what is going on in there and unfortunately the answer is it's very bad the thought that comes to mind most often when I'm looking inside the mind of a teenager is, this is pathetic. I mean, come on, grow up. In Catherine's case, what do you think could have been happening cognitively to keep her from uh, connecting with people or um, expressing herself? It's a question of perception. It's a matter of mishearing, misperceiving, misstating, misunderstanding the world around you in a way that ups the gain on that fear, that anxiety, that, oh, I don't care for this sort of thing. Okay, give, give you an example. You are a teenager. You were a teenager, I remember. You are a teenager. You go to the store. You buy a couple sundry items, a fruit roll-up, a, a juice. You go to cash out, and the cashier says paper or plastic. That's not what you hear. You hear, Candace, you are a whore. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's like to be a teenager? Yes, definitely. I think what I need, because mm-hmm. this isn't just any story. This is a mystery. Mm-hmm. This is a story that I have to solve while I'm telling it. Mm-hmm. While you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I have a huge daunting task ahead of me, which is finding a missing girl. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I, I want to get into her head, you know? I want to I want to figure out what she might have been thinking. Oh, and God. I'm sorry. That's a horrible thing to say about a missing girl. You do that all the time. You're basically literally getting into people's heads. I do. You, like... I get in there? Touch inside heads. You know, I've never put it quite like that, but that is exactly what I do. I've touched the inside of people's heads. Have you touched a brain? Of course I've touched a brain. I touched a brain day one. What? What's touching a brain like? Touching a brain is like... You remember haunted houses? Mm-hmm. We would go to the haunted houses down the street, and they would have the... Ooh, these are eyeballs, but it's grapes. You all mm -hmm. know it's grapes. Or if you're really going for authenticity, it's actually lychee fruit. But, of course, the brains, spaghetti. But that's actually what it's like. But it's like touching electrified spaghetti that you know has the power to change the world for better or for worse. Electrified spaghetti. Mm-hmm. That's what touching a brain is like. I miss you, Lynn. I miss her talks. Well, we should do this more. I mean, you should look for missing girls more, and I should talk about... You should start a podcast, Lynn. I would look. Yeah. What would it be? What, I mean, who... who Look. Brainwaves. Kind of good. It's a, it's a brain wearing headphones. It's a brain wearing headphones. He's on a surfboard. He's surfing. Yeah, okay, cool. Hang ten guys. Sure. I don't want to distract you from your work, but I think this is a really good idea. Look, if I could be assured that no one would bully me. Are you trying to, are you being passive aggressive? Because you were. No, look, uh, I've come to terms with the. We got really drunk that one Thanksgiving and buried the hatchet. You said that you were, you said oh, that that was okay. No, 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 of course. Look, you were, you, I understand. You Len, were you were cool so kid. fat. I, well, yeah. You were so fat, and I how know. could you expect us not to make fun of you? I think it's admirable that you've lost it in your uh, middle age. I'm 42. I don't know, middle age, I mean, fine. But that's all in the past. I mean, my teenage years are in the past, as it were, and 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 and, and that's that's great. That's what it is. And so, how do you think being bullied as a teenager has led to your studying the teenage mind? Not one bit. It's completely just. It's what I want to be studying. It's, it's what interests me. But it has nothing to do with who I am or what I was. What are the studies that you run? So we have a we have a mobile fMRI unit. So I went to a local high school. They had a, a trailer set up, sort of a remedial uh, mathematics trailer for real bobo kids. We've been using that as sort of a command post. It's a great setup. We've got a scanner. We've got an EEG. We've got an espresso machine, and uh, we'll say, you know, get in there, and we'll show them pictures of all sorts of terrible things. We'll shock them. We'll play very loud noises. And we'll just see what's going on. What's going on in the brain of a teenaged individual. And a normal person, it's like, oh yeah, okay, that's a, that's a picture of a dead dog. That was a loud noise. That's a, you know, a picture of an individual who doesn't like me in school. Fine, I can deal with it. I can exert some 
cognitive control, some emotion regulation. With these teenage individuals, it's just, ah, 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 stop it, ah, I hate it, ah. So what you're saying is you take remedial students out of school and shock them, and they don't enjoy it. That's a bit of a reductive you know, analysis of our enterprises here, but sure, I guess you could say that, that, that that's what we're doing. I mean, if you want to understand any population, you have to understand its worst. And luckily for the population I study, they are all the worst. You asked me why do I think Catherine is still out there. Hmm. And I was saying to you, I think she's still out there for lots of reasons. And if she is, do people rebuild personalities? Do they, do they cut off at 17 and, and begin anew? Um, how does the brain deal with leaving behind everything? When the teenage brain feels confusion, there are two courses of action it can undergo. One is flight, running, hiding, seclusion, isolation. And the other is lashing out. It's frightening to, to think about what that self-concept could become or what it could want, what it could need, or, or what it could be building to. Uh, it's, it's very frightening. So what we're talking about is a self-concept with unlimited potential in the mind of a teenager is a very dangerous thing. If my research tells me anything, it's that the teenage brain is like a ticking time bomb, and maturity is a process of diffusing that time bomb. We always think about, you know, growing as, as building more connections, and it's like telling a story, building more links. But what we know about the development of the adolescent brain until it reaches maturity is that it's actually a matter of pruning connections, uh, finding those links that don't necessarily serve the organism and cutting them. I wonder if an individual such as Catherine, if she experienced the sort of psychological trauma we all go through uh, in those teenage years and did have some sort of, you know, I hesitate to say meltdown, but something, something like that, some sort of psychological uh, catastrophe, if that pruning doesn't occur, you know, that, that leaves a very unstable uh, brain.